Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Bat Force Radio. Uh, we are very privileged to be doing this one this week, so we will get right into it. We have got Bat Force Tom in California. Hey. And I'm Robin Cross in Canada. And you will know this week's guest from his work in Detective Comics, Star Wars, Catwoman, a ton of other things. But this week he joins us to discuss something very different. If you've listened to the show before, you probably know that I'm a big supporter of James Tynan, the the work that he does. I know Tom is also a big fan of the Department of Truth. There is also Something is Killing the Children, Nice House on the Lake, The Closet, Razor Blades, Wind, etc. Uh, James is back this week with, uh, well, this month, with something uh, darker and maybe more sinister than anything he's done before in the wor- in the form of World Tree from Image Comics. And James has become he has built the situation where he works with this stable of fantastic co-creators, collaborators, uh, guys like uh, Werther Deladera, Martin Simmons, Alvaro Martinez, and. Uh, this week's creator, this week's guest, James's co-creator, collaborator on World Tree, uh, helping us introduce this to the world. Joining us for the first time is Fernando Blanco. Hello. Thank you, Fernando, for being here, taking the time. Uh, I know you're all the way in in Barcelona. You're in a different time zone than either Tom or myself. Really appreciate you taking the time to do this. You're welcome. Thank you to you, too. Yeah. And uh, before we get started, I do want to touch on, we're coming off the back of an unfortunate announcement that came out this past Friday, uh, the release of World Tree Issue 1, which was originally scheduled for April 12th, has been bumped back to April 26th. Now, this is due to, yeah, to a a printing error on uh, a couple of the covers, which unfortunately made them way too dark and it was really a shame i did see how they how they printed out and uh, so much of the art is lost uh so i do want to commend uh yourself james the whole team of, of creators on this everyone at image for that commitment to all the it's it's not a small task to recall a printing of a book and send it back to reprinting but you guys made the choice, the difficult choice to do that for you know, the, the good of the product that you're putting out. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, we, we all appreciate uh, your dedication to that. But outside of that, we're going to get past that. The book is still coming out. So how is everything else with you? 
Well, I'm I'm eager to to see the 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 book on the hands of the the readers and and and, and to see the the cover properly printed because you know it's a little bit bumper this situation you know uh, but uh, we are very committed committed to to bring to their readers the best quality book in all senses, not just the the the, the inside of the book and the, or the reading, just the the, the product itself uh, and and the quality of the printing, of course. And and we consider it that it is not the the minimum uh, quality acceptable in that at at it was. So we decided to go to print again. Mm. Yeah, and th that is, well, it's a disappointment that, uh, you know, the world is waiting a little bit longer. It's uh, admirable dedication to it, to go to all this and put off that date. Uh, it, it is going to be worth it in the end. But uh, I want to get into, before we really get deep on World Tree, I want to go back and like, just talk a bit about you. Uh, what mm -hmm. was it... Uh, do you remember the moment that you know, was there something you saw that made you decide I want to be uh, I want to be an artist this this is what I want to do well uh, I, I don't think I have a moment of revelation you know that I decided to to be a comic artist but I remember starting to reading comics very very young and when I was a teenager I remember reading Spanish magazines which are versions of American magazines like 1984 or Creepy mm -hmm. and, and I remember to see the pictures of the, the artists like you know Corbin or Fernando Fernandez or Esteban Maroto this kind of artists are working in these magazines and, and see they're working in their studios and, and dreaming that uh, it could be a really good life to to be driving in your own surrounded by books and records and, and pop culture in general and and for me it was a, a dream work so I, I suppose that that I, that I have that that in my mind, and, and I start to pursue at the beginning, not much consciously of what I'm doing because I I, I don't know exactly that there was a, a profession uh, in of the, about doing comic comics, but. At the end, I realized that I could do it, uh, and I tried, and, and, and it happened, you know. And after the beginning, a little bit accidentally, because, you know, and, uh, to be a professional comic artist in, in Spain is really difficult. And, and, and I didn't even plan it to, to work for the state at, the, at that time, because it, it, no one... <laughs> When I started to draw out comics, uh, and not even uh, the Barrowet, Carlos Pacheco, or uh, Pascual Ferri, or Oscar Jimenez, that first Spanish artist that started uh, to work for the state, uh, even even start that, that started at that moment. So I, I, I can't imagine how that could work, in, and just trying to 
to draw comics and in fanzines in in Spain and and, and little by little the the things started to to work. No, the, they come in the, these houses like Pacheco area and and in a moment you. I realized that there there are a, a real possibility to to live from comics uh, and 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 that I don't know how how to explain it in, in more detail in English. Sorry. No, it's fine. Was there <clears throat> was there a specific project that you remember where you were working on that made you realize, wow, I can actually turn this into something of a living? I don't know because, uh, as I say, my my conversion from uh, a, a person that make comics for an aficion uh, into a someone professional was something very natural because I started to publish in fanzines in in Spain and we contact with small publishers in in Spain that and. Uh, they say to to distribute uh, our fanzine, and in one moment I started to to publish uh, my own stories in, in, in with that publisher. So, was you know very very natural. Yeah. 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 What kind of um, what kind of stories were those at the very beginning um, that you were creating? Where what kind of uh, comics were they? Uh, I created a story, my, my first comic, uh, professional comic, understand it, <laughs> understand it professional as a uh, paid geek, you know, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, because uh, at the level of the quality, is, is, it wasn't absolutely <laughs> professional, you know, but uh, it, it was a story called uh, Fabricante, with, with a frame uh, from, from the high school, uh, yeah. Jose Angel Lavilla. Uh, it, it was a, a, a thriller story about a, 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 I don't remember the, the word in English, um, a killer, about a killer, mm-hmm. uh, a professional killer that was oh, assassin. A, 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 an assassin and it was a, a little bit disaster guy, you know, that <laughs> uh, was a, a was a thriller, but was also a comedy, you know. Okay. Uh, and was three issues, uh, mini series of twenty-four pages each issue, mm-hmm. and that's what my first gig. Mm-hmm. There's um, a <clears throat> you have done a lot of superhero stuff in your career. Um, yeah. You're coming back now. This is this is not not a superhero story, um, kind of like a thriller. You know, we we got lucky to read the first issue. And it's really messed up, you know, just the, the whole concept, the idea of the story. Very non-superhero, much more kind of like uh, playing off of horror, playing off of thrills. Um, when you were younger, what kind of comics did you kind of gravitate more? Were they superheroes? Were they thrillers? Was it horror comics? What kind of things do you remember really mm-hmm. caught your attention? Uh, when I was young, I, I don't read so much superheroes. I only remember uh, the Spider-Man of, uh, from uh, Romita Junior. Um, uh, no, Romita Senior. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. 
Um, I read a lot of um, books uh, of Spider maybe because um, it wasn't mine, but wasn't the, the books was from my neighborhood. And, mm -hmm. and when I go to his house, I, I read all, uh, all I, uh, the stuff I, I, that I found. But uh, I wasn't a, a, a superhero or a adventurous or whatever gender uh of comics uh, reader i i read everything i i, I find uh, uh, I, you know i i read uh, uh funny books uh spanish funny books uh, or uh, conan books uh, or superheroes or whatever and but not especially superhero i i read everything and and when i would uh when i was a teenager i start to to read more you know focus it on the, on the things that, that i really like it and then i start to, to read um, the horror magazines that are like creepy or science fiction like in 1994 or uh, in spain there is a, a magazine called uh, comics international that was a little bit uh, uh, you have uh, comics from Will Eisner, the, the, from The Spirit, or Alberto Breccia from Argentina, or Moebius, or Van mm. uh, Cine, uh, Hugo Pratt, this kind of thing. It's, it's a little bit mix of uh, all kind of comics, and, and, and I could discover um, uh, a lot of masters of uh, comic books and, and comic in, in general and all over the world in mm. those magazines. Mm -hmm. But I started reading superheroes when I was um, in a more frequent way uh, when I was around 20s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, it being difficult to get into American comics as a result of where uh, of where you're from, but eventually, you know, as a result of your abilities and your dedication, you do eventually make your way into doing American comics. Now, this James Tynan guy, you know, he's a bit of a bad apple. How do you uh, eventually end up working with James for the first time and, and come to know him? Uh, I worked with James for the first time in, in Batman Eternal uh, uh, when I he, he was the one of the main writers of the the weekly book mm. and uh, and DC hired me for uh, uh, four issues and I I did two with James Tynion uh, and also is was one of the supervisors of the main story and, and also did uh, four issues more from Batman and Robin Eternal, not yeah, uh, not with the writing of James, but he was one of the supervision with, with Scott Snyder. Uh, and I do in a couple of uh, feelings from Detective Comics, um, something from D.L. Jack, and and I think well, James told me that was uh, when I was doing that uh, pages of D.L. Jack, he realized that that that, that he really liked to to work in something more 
personal or creator owned or something like that we need uh, that could be a good idea um eventually it happened you know yeah how how um how was the idea kind of the the <clears throat> the concept of the book that i really uh resonate with is the idea that there's something that you might see as a child or even as an adult something that you shouldn't see something that is so horrific and and scary that it's uh it kind of erodes away at a little bit of your innocence or humanity and i know from my experience being a kid and getting into things i wasn't supposed to and of course because of the internet the way it is and things being exposed to you that feeling that 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 feeling of the suspense and horror that you feel like in your chest and that it almost gives you anxiety um that feeling so the 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 book the first issue captures it really well with the way these these mm -hmm. people kind of like they almost kind of like have like a little mini seizure almost mm -hmm. you could see it um do you remember when you were coming up uh was there anything about comics or art or anything that you pulled inspiration from with that idea for the book Mm. It's difficult to to find a specific inspiration of uh, whatever whatever of my works, you know, uh, because I have a lot of influences and and probably there's there isn't a, a specific one, but. I, I talk uh, talk a lot with uh, James about uh, references and books and movies and comics and things that that, that could influence in some ways for uh, to our book uh, and you know we we talking about the Hatch uh, Cast series. Uh, uh we're talking about Cronenberg movies uh junhito uh mangas um the 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 indus industrial uh rock and techno from from the nineties bands like nineteen nail or killing joe you know a, a lot of things uh, it's, it's we put a lot of influence uh, that, curiously, uh, uh, between James and me are, are um, more than 15 years of difference. And mm -hmm. he, he, when he was a child, he he, he was uh, very influenced by the uh, end of the century culture. And I lived that culture in my twenties, so mm -hmm. we are connected through the time with that with that era, and and, and we could start a, a lot of influence of that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you do you remember um, either like a movie or um, a comic or a book or anything? Do you remember the first time you were really scared by something that that made you realize like, okay, I gotta put that down. I'm not ready for that yet. Like a like sometimes you'll open a book or a magazine and you'll be like, okay, like even as an adult, I was reading mm -hmm. most recently um Whitley Striebler. Oh god, they made a movie about it. It's an alien abduction book. I can't remember the name of it specifically, but Whitley Striebler and it was a movie with Christopher Walken. Um and the way he was just descri describing 
uh, being at night in a bedroom with like these alien beings coming into his bedroom. I was reading it at night and I remember I had to close the book and then said, I'm going to wait until morning to read this because the description is too good and too scary as an adult. Um, do you mm-hmm. remember maybe the first time you had that feeling from something, comics, TV, anything, where you like had to put it down or put it away? Uh, there's no one specific. There's tons of uh, mm-hmm. things that, that scared me as a child. And I love horror uh, when I was a child. Uh, I remember that uh, I, I was talking with a friend uh, about books of um, the library of, of our college. And he recommended me a, a book about uh, uh, a guy that transforms into a monster. The book was uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, uh. but he uh, he didn't remember the the title of the book. So I I been reading in in the back of the books the the argument to find that book, and finally I read it Kafka Metamorphosis. Yeah. <laughs> With, now, Tom, I just want to go back. Years old. <laughs> I just so want to go back, I, I Tom. Think, I think the uh, I think the I was just looking this up. I think the book you were talking about was Communion. Yeah, Communion. Yeah, there we go. Okay, mm-hmm. back to it. Sorry. <laughs> so you can imagine that the, the that was something really shocking for a eleven year old boy. <laughs> reading reading Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yeah. No, yeah, read metamorphosis. metamorphosis. That the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the read it at the end. So. Yeah. The, now, the, uh, go ahead, Robin. No, no, you're okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, um, you uh, something that I noticed about the art, specifically in the first issue, is you know there is some some very brutal scenes, and uh, some of the scary some of the scary ones though are the ones that aren't even like gory or, or there is a scene where I think one of the characters is getting off the motorcycle and just walking through a crowd of people. And, you know, just that image, the image of like someone going to do something that, you know, you kind of, as the reader understand of what's going to happen next little bit. And everyone else in that scene doesn't realize it. So it's like a tension that's building in those moments leading up to it. Um, do you feel is there any anything that you feel like um for you builds those moments like cinematically or visually that uh that inspires you that you really kind of um because that's what it felt like to me like part of part of the panels felt like oh my god that looks like it's a scene out of a movie where this character is very they're they're like walking with a purpose to do something and it's almost like holy shit like they're about to do that and I, I found it very cinematic, you know. Um, are there moments in movies that that uh, that you really find inspiration in that kind of sense? Yeah, there's a lot of movies that, that I love, uh, and I and I I always uh, analyze the the shot of the movies and the scenes. But at the end, I'm. <sighs> I'm cinematic on one side, but you know, the other side, I, I try to be very comic uh, storyteller, you know. Uh, for me, it's impossible n- not to imagine a, a scene without putting the camera in a, in a place and moving the camera through the space. But at the same time, I played a lot with the, 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 the details of the, of the shoots. Um, looking for a more graphic and um, composition of the of the page, 
and the, the disposition of the panels and, and, and all the, the tools that comic books have, that, have, that, that uh, which are uh, uh, only for comic book language, uh, aren't from cinema or, or, or other mediums. So I try to combine everything in, in, a, in a way that at the end is very instinctive, you know, um, Sometimes you think things, uh, some uh, uh, results in a in a more specific way, but in the, most of the time you simply imagine the scene in your head, and and the shots come to your head, and don't think in a specific results uh, at the moment. You know, you simply the, you imagine the the the, the as it was and, and put in in panels mm -hmm. so it's at the end I, i've been always reading a lot of comics and seeing movies and and, and i process all this all this stuff um came to the work in a natural way you at the beginning of the of my career i have to think the things a little more because i Sometimes you find a scene and you, you you don't know how to solve it because you don't have the tools and the the the, the resources, uh, the professional resources to solve a, a scene, and you have to think more. But uh, at this point of my career, the things come easily. I just have to think uh, more when I want to make something different. To the usual storytelling, when I have to to think uh, a, a really special scene, uh, in that moment I have to think uh, what the elements I have, uh, um, what scene I have to play, and make uh, the scenes uh, a little bit different, and, and um, that, um, pump up the the scene a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you do you find that you have to get yourself in a certain headspace when working on a book like this? Because um, there is a lot of there is a lot of graphic, you know, gore and kind of stuff like that. Not too much. There's some, and I think it's done in a, in a in a way that it's just enough. You know, it's not like overdone. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just gratuitous. enough, just enough to disturb you, just enough to disturb you, just a little bit. You know, and um, when you're working on a book like this, do you like? Is there music? Are you watching a show? Are you listening to pod? I don't know how you guys can do. I, there's artists who tell us they listen to podcasts and have uh, like movies on while they're while they're working, and it's like I can't walk and chew bubble gum. So I don't know how mm -hmm. you guys are able to do that. But mm -hmm. what is your normal process while you work? What do you like to have going on around you? Uh, I, I when I dependent that the 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 moment of the of the world uh, generally when I doing the layout of the, of the pages, uh, I need silence, mostly, mm. to be quiet and silence. Uh, as much, if I'm a little bit bored, I could hear classical music or instrumental music, but nothing else. And when I draw in and ink in the pages, I used to hear music, basically. I try to hear podcasts sometimes or even hear uh, all the books or or 
TV, TV shows, but uh, I realized that when I have my application put on something else outside the, the page, I start to do the things automatically, you know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the things, uh, the work is done and it more or less well done, but I'm not put the same kind of effort if, that if I'm totally focusing when I'm done. So usually I only work with music yeah. when I'm inking and, and driving and, and that. Now, do, do, yeah. does what you have on in the background, like, does that ever change, like, based on what kind of material you're working on? Like, if you're drawing something that is, you know, kind of superheroes and, you know, a, a little bit later, you'll have kind of one thing on. But maybe if you're doing something, uh, something darker, like World Tree or something, does that affect what you would have on in the background? Like, oh, I want to have something a, a little more serious on in the background while I work on this serious book. Uh, you mean about the the kind of music I hear? Yeah, the, the, the kind of tone. In a book like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, when, when I started the book, uh, uh, James and I we talked a bit about the, the the musical influences of the of the book. Uh, of or more specifically, when I designed, I was designing the the characters. I asked uh, James, what kind of music will hear? The, the that uh, the, the the characters uh, when they are Jones, but uh, at the end I I started to hear the, at the beginning of the book uh, a lot of um, music from the from the nineties, you know, industrial rock, uh, nineteen nail or or more techno rock bands like uh, Massive Attack or or um, prodigy and things like that but at the end i realized that i can be all the time hearing that mm -hmm. one kind of music i need i need a lot of you know if, if you are working in comics you are working 10 hours a day and yeah. you can be hearing all the time the same thing so at the end uh, sometimes i i i look for a more specific music for the the work i'm doing but yeah. The, most of the time I'm uh, hearing all kind of music because, you know, it's a way in, to be entertained and myself and, 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 and not stressing, stressing me too much with the, with the daily work, you know. Mm. Mm -hmm. So at, the, at this moment that we're recording this, originally issue one was due to be released yesterday, but we're now pushed off a couple of weeks. So without... Mm -hmm. uh, spoiling things for listeners we, we will keep this you know largely spoiler free but i wonder if you could explain to us what the story is of world tree what what is world tree and uh mm -hmm. where how did this uh all begin where where did what was the genesis of you uh collaborating with james uh on the idea of of world tree mm -hmm. well uh I think at the end, uh, the basic idea about the World Tree is that uh, on the 90s, um, the, the interne internet appears and all people think that internet, especially the, the young people, we, we, we thought that internet will free us. 
And at the end, the things are not going well. Uh, internet did not bring us. And uh, it's more the opposite. It's, it's, uh, we are a slave for you know, social networks and uh, uh, it changes inside us uh, our, our way to our behaviors and, and things and changes that are not for the best. Uh, and we are not a Luddite, Luddite uh, but uh, we thought that um, the technology it could be something very good or could be something really bad depending on how they use it. So we are talking about this at the book and, and you know, it's just, all the or or or, or uh, the the scenes the horror that happened at the book is, is, is some kind of metaphor of the um, uh, technology bad side, you know. Almost uh, and sometimes it's even literally, you know, because sometimes the the the, the influence of the of the media and the internet in the world is, has a better, uh, a really bad um, things could happen uh, that happens in, not in a metaphorical way, instead uh, very literally, and and the, you know the 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 uh, <laughs> I don't want to spoil, but the. Some of the things that happen in the in the the issue one are things that you could see almost every week in in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in, in, as um, you know at the end it's, it's comic and fiction and we are exaggerated a, a little bit, but not too much. Real, really, it, has, uh, it happens. Things like 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 they are the ones are describe it on the book, you know. Mm-hmm. How um when you know thinking about the theme of the internet changing you know changing people changing the course of how people interact um where do you kind of uh, reside on it? Do you feel like it's something that for you personally you find helpful? You find uh, something that is beneficial or um, does it? Do you feel like it distracts you a lot of times? Do you feel like it's uh, it's something that is difficult to kind of break out of? Like, where do you kind of fall on it? Well, uh, you know, I think that most of human, most of humans, I have a love hate relation with uh, with social networks and and, and progressively I. I I've been going out from social networks, uh, but at the end, sometimes I need to know what uh, other friends are doing, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's it's true because uh, twenty years ago you want to talk with a friend and you call him by phone. Now you ask him by WhatsApp if you can call him, you know, yeah. or, or look at them. So it's it's strange, but you can't simply go and talk with with a friend. You need the the, the technology to to make a, the the intermediation between your friendship. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. So at the end, I I need. The, the social network, but I tried not to need too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's uh, 
it's kind of like you know it's it's kind of a spectrum where people can fall a lot of times it can consume them and like and you know and it's interesting yeah. especially for for getting the word out it, it's almost like a lot of times you kind of need the publicity and the tools that the internet has to offer so you know when you're an artist when you're when you're someone that is trying to get the the word out on the things that you're doing it's almost like sometimes um you have to use it you know it's, it's a pain in the butt like um especially now it, it seems like with um with the internet it feels like a lot of companies feel like after you've done the work of putting your product out it's up to you now to be the one to push the information out by social media which is crazy it's like they're they're making you guys do your own publicity they're making you do your own advertising mm -hmm. where there used to be a whole industry that helped support that where you do the work and then that's that's all you got to worry about but now it's like no we gotta we have to do it ourselves luckily i feel like the independent comic scene is very very um supported by fans and so um something that's been very cool about the internet at least from what i've seen for this book specifically i started hearing about this book i had no idea what the story was about i had no idea i ha i don't think i had even seen like a panel of artwork yet but i kept hearing about it i kept yeah. hearing about it the the name you know of this of the title and robin even asked me he's like hey have you heard of the book yet and i go you know all i know is that everyone's talking about it right now yeah. so that was interesting for me in that you know the internet kind of did a lot of the work with at, at seeing the 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 uh the word of mouth kind of get around have you felt any of that with this book so far because for me personally it's impossible as someone who is into comics and reading comics it has been impossible for me to not hear about this book <laughs> you know so um mm -hmm. what has your experience been on the other end of it you're you're the creator like what have you what have you gotten a sense of from it well it's been it has been a little bit weird because i i have the perception that uh, when when I was uh, looking in Twitter or, or other uh, social networks about other books, I, I, I sometimes uh, a book appears and all the people are talking about this book. But when when is your book? I have the perception that no one's talking about <laughs> this, the book. You know, yeah. it, uh, maybe because it's. it's at the same time uh, that we launched the book, uh, it happened of that debacle of Twitter with the, the Elon guy, you know, and, and I, I, I thought that the, the, a, year, a year ago, my, I, I tweeted something and, and I don't have too much followers in Twitter, but uh, I see my Twitter could be seen by uh, eight or 10,000 people in the statics of the of the Twitter and now it's just two thousand or something like that. So I I I, I was trying to promote my book and I was thinking all the time, but this this tool is really it. I can promote my book with, with this even if uh, some good friends with a lot of followers uh, retweet and uh, uh, my my stuff it doesn't read the, the, the people. I have that perception but it happened. It, it, it looks that finally the 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 the, the, the people heard about the book. Um, so I suppose at the end uh, it worked, you know. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> for me, it has been a, a little bit of stressful situation because I I was thinking all the time that the the, the people don't, don't, don't hear enough about the book, you know. 
But yeah, well, I suppose it was, it was something more about my fear than the, the reality, you know? Well, I'll tell you, yeah, everyone, I think, hears about things from different uh, avenues. Personally, uh, I have had this book on my pull list at the comic shop since October 17th, uh, the day that you know, I'm on uh, James' uh, Substack list, his email list. Yeah. So yeah. the day, it was October 17th, I believe, that he made the announcement of, of World Tree, and that was, you know, James is a guy that as, as soon as he announces a new book, okay, I'm getting it. So I've had it on my, on my pull list since then. And uh, I, I work at a comic shop, and uh, our file system, uh, it all works through our website. So everyone, uh, all of our customers have their own file on our website, and that's where they subscribe to things. So our website uh, keeps track of how many people are subscribed to each title, and it gives us, uh, we can see a top 10 list. And I'll tell you, even though World Tree hasn't begun yet, it is already in our top 10 most subscribed comics. Mm -hmm. So it hasn't even started, but uh, yeah, it's already in, in our top 10. Yeah, yeah. At the end, uh, uh, James and I were talking about this, and, and I think that at the end, it's for to promote a book, it's, it's more effective uh, direct system like Substack and newsletter that uh, that probably the the social network that only they are useful useful to make some to to beat the drawings a bit, but at the end, it's 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 more efficient to to talk directly with the people that are in, interested in and in, in move the book and, and happen in their shops and we, to move with their their uh, customers and that so at the end the, the thing that worked the best was the the substack new letter of james mm. yeah i think yeah. Uh, uh spreading it out you know doing some of everything you know a bit of the, there there are certain people that do things like sign up to newsletters uh you know speaking to a lot of customers i know there are a lot of customers who don't do that kind of thing but they do see the things on your social media or on james social media and then there's mm -hmm. the the word of mouth as well and then you know people listening to think to interviews like this with with creators like yourself so yeah if yeah. i think spreading it around you know doing some of this some of that for all the marketing uh balancing uh, all of that out is is a, an effective way to do things yeah yeah at the end everything said but uh, the, the problem is i very bad uh, trying to promote my things on the on the, on the social network <laughs> i i i really don't understand how it how it works and, and i only want to be drawing and 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 not not being promoting doing the the, the work of promoting the book you know <laughs> Well, yeah. with a book like but this, I have, it's, uh, but I have to. So, with yeah. with a book I'm like here. this, it, it <laughs> makes your it makes your work pretty easy. I think you know all you have to do, you know your your work on a book like this is very striking. And I think if you post some pages for people to see, it, it's going yeah. to get attention, and and people are going to to definitely notice that and and be interested. Yeah, mm -hmm. like the the whole the whole thing, you know that that idea of the book in itself with uh, with it being that 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 feeling of fear and like the anxiety that you get from something that is not natural to be seen. Did you find that it was pretty free uh, in the things that you were turning in, the things, the themes that you're talking about? 
um, image isn't really known for censoring or anything like that. But did you feel that mm-hmm. process was uh, pretty open and there wasn't a lot of, um, I guess, restriction for you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's 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 a wonderful collaboration with James because he he's very open at the visual part and of the storytelling, but also he included me in, in, in the the process of the story. Not not the the script, you know, but we talk a lot about the the background of the story of the the. The themes of the uh, uh, what about the, the the story was you know, and and I think it's, it's all happening in a very organic way you know. Uh, it's uh, at the end. I, I think we we reach a, a point that we don't even need to talk too much about the book. Uh, I have very clear what he looks for and I think uh, he uh, uh, have to very clear what I want to draw so at the end it's it's always a pressure to draw the the script of James and and I think he enjoyed when I um, set the pages so it happens in a very natural way Mm, but uh, I think this is a very dense story we have a lot of things to talk and 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 a lot of things to explain, and and, and the, I think it's going to be a, a book that that will grow and evolve uh, and touch a lot of thematicals and and and, and will happen a lot of things in, in every issue. That is something that that we both want. We want to give the reader that the, the feeling that. In every, every every issue is important and tell us a story and the, the, the story uh, moves and uh, we don't that want to make a book that uh, that is just uh, an excuse to to show beautiful action and, and or happens and, uh, just uh, happens a lot of it but in the end you are telling all the time the same story. Mm. We want to talk about various things, you know, and and mm. and do something that the, the readers feels that uh, is fresh in every issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, a great uh, thought because um, you have an extensive background working, you know, with characters that are really well known, um, you know, um, superheroes specifically that that mm-hmm. have huge fan bases. They have long histories um, with backgrounds. And so a lot of times, you know, comic uh, artists will say, you know, it feels like I'm kind of like a, I'm kind of like an invited guest that I get to li- work in this world. And I mm-hmm. borrow the character and I kind of add my little flair to him or her. And then I kind of give it back. Right. And then the next kind of artist does their thing with it. With this, this is an entire world that you guys are creating on your own. You tell the story the way you want. There's, you're creating the history, you're creating the characters and their flaws and their strengths as you go forward. Do you find that to be, uh, because of that, do you find that to be exciting or is it scary? Uh, both things. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, uh, the, you must like to be a scarred. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> is, uh, 
I really when 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 I have the, the uh, when when I receive the script from games, uh, they are scary, and and I have to make them in visuals more scary nearer. So mm. it's 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 uh, it's challenging, but and 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 it's scary, and and it's at the end it's fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, so it's, it's all together. You know. It's a, a really good uh, feeling. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I. It's funny because some of the things that um, bring you to an artist, or some of the things that bring you to a writer, it's like 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 I think most people, right? Like if they're working on a big two project on a DC or a Marvel book, um, they have a lot of eyes on it, and so people will start to enjoy it. But I really love when you follow those artists into their creator own. Uh, projects and then you start to realize i like this more than the mm -hmm. like the big property stuff they were working on like the the batman stuff or the you know whatever it might be it's like yeah you enjoy their work on it but then you really love what they start to do on their own because you get you finally start to feel oh my god like this is the artist or the writer completely free completely unhinged not having to mm -hmm. work within any constraints not having to kind of find uh, that mm -hmm. they're being told no, you know, and uh, that's this book is really exciting because um, you read the first issue and what's what's great about it is you read the first issue and you're like, OK, where is this going? Where do these people come from? Like, what is like? This is insane, right? With other books like, you know, detective comics or other things like that. Yeah, the art is amazing. It looks great. But you have to work within that world. You know, there's there's only mm -hmm. so much that you can break out of it and. Unless you have yeah. like meetings and talk to talk to editors mm -hmm. and they give you the green light to kill a character, it's like no, this one like mm -hmm. things like this. The what builds the suspense for the re the reader is that at any moment you can do anything to these characters and you kind of know that, and so it makes the anxiety a little bit higher, which makes the the reading more fun. So mm -hmm. um, that first issue, I feel like, did a great job of bringing you into that feeling. Um, mm -hmm. when, you, when you think back, you were mentioning before, uh, listening to things and making sure that you're not listening, you're not watching anything. It starts to find itself into the, the work, right? Are there any places where you have put in like personal Easter eggs or little things that, that are from your actual life in your art on purpose? Mm. It's, it's, it's sort of mixed, you know, yeah. um, I don't remember right now some specific Easter egg or, or reference to to my my life. Um, yeah. In, but um, you know, so, uh, when you're working in superheroes, as, as you say, you are uh, a bit constrained by the 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 universe and the specifics and the and the tradition of uh, of the superhero storytellers but uh, in a book like this you can do whatever you want uh, for example we uh, james and i we decided to use uh, a 12 panel grid and a lot of pages and, and specifically specifically with two characters and and it's something that probably in a superhero book you can do that uh, you can do probably in a in, in a page or, the, or two, but not in in many pages yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or many or, and, and and several issues, you know. 
but uh, this kind of thing is um, uh, I try to when I start the the to work on the design of the character this summer I I've been looking for a lot of books that, that I wanted to read again and and we look very much into books that aren't superheroes I will read again, uh, for example, uh, a lot of uh, stuff from Charles Vance or, or um, uh, I, uh, I don't remember the title of the of the book uh, from this where he's uh, the the here here um, his most more important book or the 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 first more important book of Chris Ware what's the name of the book? I don't remember now. And this uh, disaster sometimes with uh, many of the books. But you know, I've been reading different stuff, um, more for independent comics uh, uh, or, or people that have a different storytelling approach in uh, not superhero books uh, or not even comic books. I've been reading stuff from uh, from Bre Alberto Breccia or or there is a couple of artists from France that uh, the have some similar vibes to Charles Vance and, and Daniel Coates that are Meso and Pirus. Uh, I really like the, the kind of uh, dark um, thriller style they have. Uh, this, this, you know, this, mm. yes, trying to find things uh, far from the the classic storytelling superhero books that I've been doing uh, in, in my previous career. Uh, I, I always like mm, this kind of thing, but. Mm, very often you can put this kind of the approach in, in in a superhero book, but now I can, so so I I go fully into it, you know. Mm. You um you were mentioning Chris Ware earlier. Was it uh, was it the um, not Jimmy, not the Jimmy Corgan? Yeah, Jim, Jimmy Corgan. Jimmy Corgan. Okay, yeah, that was the yeah, Jimmy Corgan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his other one was the uh, Quimby. Yeah, Quimby the. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's um you kind of were you're kind of re kind of uh, reflaring the flavor of that to get in, to kind of get into it. Uh, sorry, I, I don't know. Oh yeah, the, the, you the, were the, you were rereading that kind of stuff to get into the to get into mm -hmm. the kind of like flavor of what you're getting into with this book, which is I love. I think some of the things that I love so much about this kind of stuff is the the suspense and and the emotion that you can get from real i mean hopefully this stuff doesn't happen in real life but like you said you can see how it would because this is a real yeah. setting this is a real situation you don't have to think mm -hmm. too hard to find these events taking place so i think that also helps to build onto the honesty and the anxiety that a story like this creates um robin was just showing some panels and then in the background that we have we have some of the the really brutal mm -hmm. stuff when you draw stuff like that, do you, do you, yeah, like that, holy shit, like, <laughs> do you, does that come from your own mind or do you have to have reference to be able to get there? Because if you have to use reference, dear God, like, I can only imagine like what you're looking at for hours on end to be able to, to then help you kind of get uh, inspired. Uh, 
Mm, yeah. Uh, well, sometimes I look for reference, and sometimes it's, it's really because disgusting the stuff you can <laughs> yeah. find on on, on on the internet. Uh, but I try to. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I remember um, uh, that uh, uh, Bernie Wrightson uh, told a story that he he has a dream about a decapitated body, and mm. he he imagined the the neck with the with the the pains and all the muscles coated and that, and he was able to draw exactly, but. He didn't see something like that. He, he he thinks he didn't see never something like that in, in his life. So at the end, I think it's something that you are able to imagine because uh, you know, as is, we know how how anatomy works, how muscles and veins and everything. And even if you haven't seen nothing like that, you can imagine that how this works and build it in. In, in your world so at the end you don't need to find too much reference to draw those, those, those kind of things you can thank do god. it with your yeah. with your knowledge of the human anatomy <laughs> thank god fortunate, <laughs> fortunately yeah 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 so Jeez, on, on the on the topic of that that kind of stuff you know the subject matter what what we're seeing uh the visuals in a, in a book like this i think image is a great place for that because the the things that image is putting out particularly these days it is so it seems such a free place there are other books from image like uh lovesick from luana vecchio uh books like plush uh, it, it seems like they are really willing to let the creators uh just be free to create what they want to put out there there are really no boundaries uh, how what is your experience working with with image comics so far um they don't say absolutely nothing about the content of the book we can do everything i i want uh, everything we want and and also james uh, i already told him in some in, in his substagram or some articles that it that he he uses the 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 status to reach it in the industry to to go more far on the of that Buddhist of the of the oral genre and, and he's trying to make the his more horrifying book uh, and he's trying because uh, he thinks he can do it now maybe uh, some years ago he can't but now he has uh, 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 he he can uh, you know. Uh, break some unwritten laws about you what you can show or not show in 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 a comic book well yeah. uh, i'm just looking at the time here and uh i know that we've uh kept you for over an hour so far so i want to make an effort to let you get back to to real life over there it's going to be getting late over there uh, now, at this point, uh, I want to point out again, the new release date for World Tree number one is April 26th. Uh, so for, for, for anyone who uh, is interested in checking this out, what should they expect from World Tree? Uh, 
I think it's it's a book that uh, if you are interested uh, in what is happened with the, the technology in all days, you know, it's a lot of um, issues about the artificial intelligence or the, or the social networks and I feel like that. I think this book is gonna interest you because we are talking about this at the end, and we're talking about the the conflict between technology and humanity. Uh, one of the reference book that James recommended me to read was uh, was uh, the uh, I don't remember the name of. Uh, uh, I have a mix of the 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 name is the 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 book is, is Joel Noah Jubari maybe uh, the book Sapiens you know okay yeah. okay and and the the continuation of the book was Homo Deus and and specifically the the second book talks, talks about the the end of the humanistic era you know because the the uh, his the the basic idea of the book is that uh, humans, the the science discovered that humans we are just algorithms, uh, and at the end uh, that uh, could mean the end of the humanism. Oh, uh, so in a certain way, I think we are revelating again this idea. We think that we are more than algorithms. And the being human still have sense. Uh, we don't have to. If if, if we if the technology uh, leads to a different place, uh, uh, this has to be an inhuman place. Uh, it could be uh, a human place place after all. And and we're trying to 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 talk about this conflict in, in our book and, and it's, it's, it's a very uh, scary book in that, that sense we are, because we are talking about of, of, of a real conflict of our societies, but at the end we have to, to we want to, to, to be positive and, and bring some hope on, on our book. Mm. Um, because we really, really believe in the, in, in, in humanism and values. And, and I think they, they have our, they have sense uh, even nowadays and all these things that, that happen about, uh, you know, the, 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 that dark side we're talking at the beginning of the, the, the technology, that, that, that side of the technology, you know? Mm. Yeah. So, so even though there's, there's horror, there's scariness, there's ugliness, there's hope at the end of it, hopefully. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. but you know, at the end, you, you have idea about uh, what would you want to talk about, um, about in the book, but at the end, uh, the, 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 the character takes life and at the end, they are, they, we, we obey to the character. So. Yeah, yeah. I hope that the the, the story uh, goes to a good place, but maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. That's kind of interesting, though, to hear you, the creator, say it. You're not sure where it's going yet. It's kind of exciting. So 
That's yeah, definitely it's, it's a more time to uh, set the scoring process to us too. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's why this is cooler. You know, that's why it's cool. And you can't say that about superhero books. You kind of know where they're going to end up for the most yeah. part, right? Yeah, like, yeah. The, the 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 hero's going to win at the end. But yeah. for a story like this yeah. uh, to have the freedom that the story is going to go where it needs to, you know, it, it, the, exactly. you and James are not uh, completely in control of where it's going. You're going to let it go where it needs to. And that's a, that, that's a great story to read. Yeah, yeah, but, and it's, it's it's a fantastic uh, feeling for us because uh, the the that that makes the work always exciting and 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 fresh for us. That is important when you you try to do a book like like this. That we hope that uh, they would be on the on the shelf for many years. Uh, it's important not to be bored of the, of the work you are doing. So for us, it's it's in it's some a more interesting approaching not to have all under control and not to know exactly where the story goes. And uh, and it's almost here now. Everyone will get it in their hands. That is April 26th, World Tree number 1 from James Tynan, Fernando Blanco, Jordi Belair, Aditya Bidikar, and Image Comics. Thank you so much, Fernando. We look forward to the release of the book and everyone getting to see it appreciate the time you've given us here to talk about it and we look forward to chatting again soon we'll let you get back to life you have a good night and we will chat with you soon uh, thank you very much to to you it was a pleasure and i hope my english was enough good to be understand what i talked about it, it was excellent it was great yeah yeah thank you thank you so much we will talk to you soon you have a good night uh, we need to use good good uh, good morning. You know, what, oh, what yeah. time good, is, uh... good afternoon. Good afternoon. I think. Yeah, yeah. early afternoon. Yeah, yeah. For, for us. Early yeah. afternoon. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Fernando. Take care. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, that was Fernando Blanco. This is Bat Force Radio. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time.